0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Tail Wagon True Crime. I'm your host, Margaret Scott, and today is gonna be a bonus episode for Halloween. I'm so excited for this. This is a pretty interesting case and has had a lot of um, precautions taken because of this case. As you know, due to the nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. Uh, this episode will contain information about a a murder and a crime against a child. So if you do not wish to listen, please go ahead and skip this episode. Halloween, while for most, is an extremely fun and entertaining day, and just really all about having a good time, For some, Halloween has become a day of nightmares. Um, We've all heard of stories and threats of children on Halloween and, uh, you know, razor blades in the candies and poison in the candies. Um, Now parents check the candy that their kids get. They look for razor blades. They look for tampered packaging. They look for anything that's kind of suspicious um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, a lot of that stemmed from the Candyman. And if you don't know who the Candyman is, you really need to look him up. The Candyman was a person who was willing to commit any sort of crime to get insurance money, basically. He, he didn't care. And this included his own child. Um, so... People that are just willing to do this against children, even if it's not your own child, just children in general are despicable. They are disgusting, monstrous people. Um, This story about Candyman takes place in Texas, and he is really one of the worst kinds of people. A typical Halloween night in Texas in 1974, children dressing up ready to go door to door for trick-or-treating, but there was one man that was plotting his the death of his own child. Um, Ronald Clark O'Brien, also known as the man who killed Halloween, but most known as the Candyman, laced pixie sticks with cyanide. And please don't get this confused with the popular song it has nothing his name has nothing to do with the Candyman song you know the candy man can that song nothing to do with it he's not affiliated with them the song's not affiliated with him it they're completely separate so it's not about the song ronald clark o'brien they called him the candy man and i'll tell you why later on October 31st, 1974, two neighbors took their kids trick or treating, Ronald O'Brien and Jim Bates. Um, they lived in Deer Park, Texas. Bates said O'Brien would walk with the kids up to the door while he waited on the sidewalk. Um, they had gotten to this one house where the front door had actually been concealed by a wall. And when nobody answered, the kids finally ran off to the next house. And just a few minutes later, uh, O'Brien appeared from behind the wall with five pixie sticks. He claimed the residents answered and gave him the pixie sticks for the children. The night skies turned dark and it started to rain. So unfortunately for the children, that meant they had to end their night of trick-or-treating a little earlier than expected. And... Hours later, O'Brien made a call to the police saying his son ate poison candy, and little Timothy O'Brien died later that night. He literally poisoned his son. Investigations all pointed to O'Brien, and he was arrested. He had recently taken out a life insurance claim on his son. He had a history of making fraudulent claims. During the investigation, they also found that he had taken a class at a local community college, and he had asked the teacher about poisonings and how much poisons it would take or how much of specific poison it would take to kill certain types of animals. Um, they found a witness, an, an employee of a chemical wholesaler, that said they saw O'Brien and had, and he had inquired about cyanide. And they also found the pieces of plastic from the pixie sticks found inside the house. So, if you don't know, not all pixie sticks come in the paper that they do now. Or that you find them more regularly in now. Uh, they used to come in like a plastic type tubing. Um... He he did all of this to collect between 20,000 and 40,000 in life insurance and I say it's between that much because some sources were saying it was 20,000 some sources were saying it was 40,000 I'm not sure exactly the amount that he was trying to claim and all of this was enough to incriminate him and a jury found him guilty The name Candyman came from his fellow inmates after he was found guilty and sentenced to death. He appealed the ruling several times, but it was denied, and he was executed on March 31st, 1984. And he did say a last statement, but he also wrote a last statement. And I'm going to read this. I don't know, you know, if it's the the real one. I couldn't find the real one. This was just a transcribed one in text. It says, "What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs. Yet doesn't mean our whole system is of justice is wrong." Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask for for your forgiveness. Oh, I'm sorry. I pray and ask your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, respectively, as human beings, to my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts, I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's ble- God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien, P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personnel. I don't know that basically he held on to this thought that he was innocent, that he was doing it for the right reasons and that he just made a mistake. Yet he deliberately planned it. He took classes. He asked about poisoning and how much it would, it would take to poison a a certain animals. And And you took out a life insurance claim just months before. Maybe it was, I mean, I'd even go back and say it was a year before. We'll just say it was a few months before. He literally planned, planned down to how he was going to do it, how he was going to deliver it to kill his own son. And he's saying that what is about to happen is wrong. He's saying that we as humans make mistakes and errors, which is true. We we all make mistakes. We all make errors. But uh, I think the average human being, actually, I'll even go above that. The above average human being doesn't plot to kill their own children. So... That is the reason, well, one of many reasons, really. We check candy now during Halloween because the candy man decided that he wanted to show his face to collect on insurance. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you come back. This was the first bonus episode. I'm hoping to do some more bonus episodes. If you have an episode you want me to do or you have a bonus episode, uh, please send me an email at thescottcomedia at gmail.com. Please put something in the description like a uh, new case for you or a bonus episode for you, um, you know, something like that that'll grab my attention and I won't think it's spam. Um you can also follow me on Instagram at Tailwagon True Crime. You're welcome to pop into my DMs there and send me stuff there. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Tailwagon True Crime as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you stay tuned. We have uh, episode six coming out this weekend, and I'm not going to give you any hints, but it is a pretty crazy case here in Virginia. I hope you have a good Halloween, stay safe, make sure you check the candies, and I hope you have a good time. production of scottco media and these podcasts wouldn't be possible without the assistance of my sidekicks Aston and simba